Welcome to Love Can Do, a podcast about love and the power love has in seven key relationships in our lives, ourselves, our families, our friends, our communities, our jobs, our church, and with God. Join us each week as we discuss the power that love has and what the Bible has to say about love. And now here is the host of our show, Mike Jankowski. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Love Can Do. I'm Coach Mike, your host and a Christian life and relationship coach. So today I want to talk to you about a favorite subject of mine and a great time of the year for so many Christians. See, for many of us in churches around the world and the nation, it's time for small groups. You hear that term a lot in your church probably, and You've probably even heard on Christian radio stations who have small groups that you can sign up for, such as Way FM's World's Biggest Small Group. And even many local social media outlets have a small group for us. But what is small group and why is it so important for us? And what does love have to do with it? What does the Bible have to say about small group? So those are all really great questions. So let's just jump right into today's episode. See, the idea of small group isn't necessarily even a a new idea. I remember back when I was young at the church we attended where I lived in Ohio, they did a small group program. But see, we didn't call it small group at the time. No, we actually called it the home Bible study. I can remember my dad had the cassette tapes that the church would provide. My aunt and uncle and a few other relatives or friends would come over and they would listen to the tapes and read from the Bible and discuss everything that they heard. That next week, they might go to somebody else's house and do the same thing. But the concept was always the idea of learning about God and Jesus in a smaller setting than we had in church. And then Wednesday would come, and Wednesday night, we had church services to go to and finally go back and enjoy our typical Sunday services. So at my church here in Lake Worth, Florida, we are beginning our small group semester. We always have a big push for signing up and encouraging others to join. And for me, I've been leading my men's small group for quite some time now. And and recently, my wife joined me, and together we are leading a marriage group. See, we love group time. We've made some great friends through this time together. And uh, we've even gone beyond the Bible study portion of our group to just hang out as friends, such as a men's day out on the boat, snorkeling or enjoying the beach or uh, some good food or Our couples doing a date night where we would hang out and play board games or maybe go to dinner. See, small groups are just that. Groups of maybe a few individuals or friends. For for example, for my men's group, we have about 10 uh, guys that come out. And for couples, we have about five or six couples that join us. Some groups may have 15 or even 20 or more. See, the number doesn't really matter. It's the point of the group that counts. Groups are really an extension of our Sunday church experience. For our groups, we meet at our home for dinner and then fellowship time. Then we head into the living room for study time. We may cover this past Sunday's message notes or find a great study online that we can share and learn from. My men's group, for example, will be walking through the book of Ephesians this semester. And our couples group will be doing this fantastic marriage study that my wife found called Sacred Marriage. It's just a great time to get together in fellowship, break bread, and learn more about God and us. 
So why is small groups so important? I mean, didn't we just get a really good lesson at church on Sunday? Why do we need to keep learning? Well, first, let's take a look at our current situation in the world. We know that we are under constant attack from the enemy. 1 Peter 5, 8 reminds us that we need to be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So you see, when a lion is on the prowl for a wildebeest, for example, well, the lion will usually wait to find one that is alone or slow or even injured and then attack. Well, this is the same thing the enemy does to us when we are alone or slow or injured, whether it be physically, emotionally, or even spiritually, he will attack us. So this is where small group can come into play. Ecclesiastes 4.12 describes how small group can help us when it says, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three is not quickly broken. So just imagine how much stronger a cord of six is, or 10, or 15. So when we are in small group, we can encourage each other and build one another up, just as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. So the next question you're probably wondering is, what does love have to do with this? Well, see, we're meant to be in community with each other. And well, after all, community is one of the seven most important relationships we discuss here on Love Can Do, right? Well, we need to have others around us to learn from, to lean on, to talk to, and even to support. The book of Proverbs says that just as iron sharpens iron, one person can sharpen another. But what does that even mean? Well, first, I think there's a bit of a trust issue here. See, when we're dealing with something bad, such as sadness or a problem at home with a family member or maybe even a sin that we can't seem to shake, we need to be able to talk to somebody else. James 5.16 tells us to confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and is working. But doesn't it take a lot of trust to open up to someone about personal problems? Well, of course it does. So you're not going to walk up to a stranger on the street and start a conversation with, boy, I'm so mad at my wife right now, or dude, I am really struggling with some sin in my life and could really use some prayer and a hug. Chances are you're going to get a strange look from a stranger, right? But see, when we have this close-knit community of people that we can build trust with, we are much more able to talk about things we wouldn't ordinarily talk about. Whether it's a problem in a relationship or work or maybe even sin that we're struggling with. We love on our groups by being there for them by helping them through hard times. And when it comes to your turn to have a difficult time, they will be there for you. Galatians 6.2 describes this when it says that we should bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Well, wait a minute, what law is this? Well, if you remember, the second great commandment that Jesus left for us was to love your neighbor. Remember back in the first season of Love Can Do, we, we talked about who our neighbor is. It's, it's everybody that's around us. It's on the street or our town or right in our small group. And in John 13, 34, Jesus tells us to love our neighbors just as he loves us. He was there for the sick and the hurting and the sinning. He loved on them and helped them. And this is our calling 
for those around us. See, this is even how the early church actually started. In Acts 2, 42 through 47, which my Bible actually subtitles Community of Believers, we read that the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. A sense of awe came over everyone. God performs many wonderful and signs through the apostles. And then in Acts 5, 42, we read that the believers met every day in the temple and from the house to house, they continued to teach and preach the message that Jesus is the Messiah. Now, I know there's folks out there that are timid about joining a, a small group. They maybe don't want to open up problems in their lives or they're, they're shy or maybe even embarrassed to talk about things. I, and I do understand that. But if this is you, can I just encourage you to sign up anyways? You're probably just going to sit and soak the group in as you build comfort uh, to the point where you can open up. It may even take a meeting or two or three, but it will come. You may even have to try different groups to find you know, the, the right group that's a fit for you. It takes time, and it's you building up that trust, and that's okay. Just let the group know that you're nervous or you're shy, and for right now you recognize the importance of being in the small group, and they will most likely be okay with that. I promise you this. You won't regret finding new friends. You know, and maybe you can even start and lead a group yourself. You may find that thought scary. and You may think, I don't even know the Bible that well. I can't lead a group. I'm not qualified for something like that. But there's no need to fret over this. Remember that God doesn't call those that are qualified. He qualifies those that he calls. Just pray about it and ask God to guide you and you will do great. I remember the first men's group that I led. I had maybe three guys show up. I was still nervous about leading, but I knew in my heart this is what I wanted to do. Over time, the group grew and it grew, and eventually it grew to the point where we actually had to split because we were getting so big. We actually ended up branching off into three different groups. See, I had a couple of men that I knew would be great leaders, and they accepted that idea, and that they're still meeting as well. You can even find a group that is a specific interest, such as a trail biking small group or a bowling group or maybe even a basket weaving group, if you like. It doesn't matter as long as you are with a community such as we've discussed in this episode. And you can even use this show as a curriculum if you'd like. I mean, there's over a dozen episodes of Love Can Do, and you can re-listen to the podcast over and over. Share it with your group. In fact, I'd be honored to know if you choose to use this show for your group. So be sure that you drop me an email and let me know. Or you can even just email me about questions that you have about starting up. No matter how you get to group, whether you put your feet in the water and join or dive into the water and start one, you will reap the benefits of an amazing time with like-minded brothers and sisters. And as Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 says, we can consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Let's pray. 
Father God, thank you for giving us community and a support system that we so need. Thank you, God, for providing us friends and groups that we can fellowship in and to keep protected from the enemy. And thank you for giving us the opportunity to support and love one another. I pray that for those that are not part of a small group, that you would lead them to one that they will love. I pray that you would protect their minds from falsehoods the enemy likes to give them, such as fear of speaking or shame of a past that you, Father God, no longer see. I pray that the future group leaders, God, that you would give them courage to start a group and that you would give them guidance. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So my friends, go out and find a small group to participate in. Get in community, whether it's on social media or your local church. Get into a community that will love you and you will love in return. I promise that you will see small group is very much worth it. And I hope you'll continue to tune in each week where together we're going to continue to discover what love can do. God bless.